Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another daily episode here on the Aloha Android Daily. How you guys doing? My name is Tito, and today we got a topic to talk about Android fragmentation, OEMs not really, you know, updating their devices, and how this is becoming, you know, very, very annoying, very annoying that they do this. Um, and you know what? Uh, I under, you know, I understand their point of view, and like I said, I understand doesn't mean that I agree with their point of view. Um, not everything really has to always be about money, but of course, with major corporations, everything with them is about money, and that's where everything ceases to uh, work hand in hand. Reason I'm talking about this is because um, reading today an article uh, that a new vulnerability called Strandhog 2.0 um, exploits, uh, you know, Android users that are under Android 10. So Android 9 and under, basically, anyone with Android 10, uh, you guys are in the clear. You guys are okay. And while there has been a security update in the May uh, security patch that addresses this issue and fixes it, it still kind of yields the reason that uh, people are at the mercy of their OEM when it comes to you know software updates and security patches. Um, again, Google puts out. Not, however. Uh, Again, you're at the mercy of them because uh, with with the OEMs, I mean, and that is because uh, when the OEMs get them, they are the ones that disperse the uh, the security patch update for their uh, smartphone, right? So Samsung will put theirs out when uh, Samsung wants to put theirs out, and uh, I apologize for the uh, notification there, uh, but yeah, Samsung will put theirs out when they feel like they want to put theirs out. Um, the same with. Uh, you know, LG and, and everybody else. So, um, again, you're at the mercy of that. And that that comes as a major problem uh, when it comes to those people who would want to use Android as we're at the mercy of them. Um, I guess this is kind of the reason why that, you know, I go with uh, with the Pixel devices and, you know, Google's device um, is because when they have a security patch, that security patch comes out to my device. I, I'm not at the mercy of another OEM company that says, well, we can put this uh, this this software patch out there, or we can just have people just basically um, buy a new smartphone, like, you know, this year's model or whatever, you know? Like, it, it's so crazy that uh, companies, even when there is some sort of security threat, one such as Strandhog 2.0, um, that they're still in, in, in good conscience in their mind to be like, well, we can just put out another device. Um, sometimes, you know, you just want to, you just want to have that, that, that security. Like some people hold on to their phones for such a long time. And, you know, I just, to me, it's just like, wow, you guys really can't just put like a special team together that these teams are to go on the backlog of all the older devices and just kind of make sure that they stay up to date. The latest security patches released by Google is given to them. Like, come on now, you got to you got a whole team of people that design uh, or, or sit there and spend time trying to design a new smartphone to be released out. You got a whole team that's basically you know just programming these things. Like, why can't you have a small dedicated team that all their job is to do is to keep the backlog of of hardware that you have put out to keep it up to date? Because then people don't have to worry. They don't have to you know stress out about these things. So if you don't know what Strandhog is, let me just kind of um, dive right into it. The very first one, Strand, Strandhog 2, uh, 1.0, um, initially attacked Samsung devices. Now, uh, this particular exploit is very, very intelligent. Uh, intelligent to the point where it can mask itself 
as another application on your device without leaving a trace, literally putting an overlay on something to gain access to login credentials and things like that. This thing could sift through and see your, you know, your conversations. It can see your texts. It can, it can see everything. It can even see, you know, login uh, credentials and grab banking information. Like this thing was pretty crazy. And um, it only affected Samsung devices. And Samsung has yet, you know, not has yet, but has put out the security patch to rectify that. Um, but again, <clears throat> more than likely, Samsung is going to pay attention to their S line, their Note line, um, and some of their newer lines like the A line. But, you know, like the old one, like like, like the J line, uh, those ones, um, not sure if they got the, the security patch. Now, uh, Strandhog 2.0 is pretty much that, but it's not directed towards Samsung devices only. This this impacts uh, Android devices that are running Android 9 and earlier. So if you're on Android 10, then you're pretty solid. Um, you're okay. But for those that are on Android 9 and, 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 and earlier versions of Android, um, you have to hope that, one, your OEM put out the May security patch, which patched this, according to Google. They had that uh, in there. And um, if not, then you are vulnerable at this point. Now, Strandhog 2.0 was basically found by a Norwegian, uh, basically, research lab. Um, they've dubbed it Strandhog, uh, Strandhog 2.0. Um, as the old Strandhog, uh, it's basically the evil twins, what they're calling it. Uh, so here's initially what it does. It's a high, it, it hijacks applications, um, by setting a task, a task infinity of one of its activities to match the, the package name of any other app, then setting allow task, uh, reparenting. So its own manifest, the Strandhog app would be launched in the place of the target app. So in layman's term, basically say you have Netflix. This thing can mask itself at Netflix that when you touch your screen to launch Netflix, you'll actually be launching this exploit and everything will come up as if you are launching Netflix, except that it's this thing. And if it requires login credentials, it's going to grab that when you plug those in. Or if you, um, you know, happen to have smart lock on and then all your, your um, login credentials pop, then you will definitely <laughs> be giving access to that. Um, so, you know, it can mask itself as the Gmail icon itself. And again, this thing leaves no traces. Okay. So it's really hard to spot it. And, um, that's what makes these things, you know, so crazy. These, these malware, these exploits that, you know, are, you know, being found. And yes, again, while people could be like, well, that's why I stay with iOS. I stay with Apple because they're secure. Yeah, we get that. We get that. No one's going to argue the point that that Apple security is pretty good. Okay, no one's going to argue that point. But not everybody wants to be on iOS and be using an iPhone. Okay, not not everybody wants to. Um, people want their own different things there, and so by that, this is where the fragmentation really kind of like does more damage to Android than it does any good. The fact that certain OEMs don't want to update you know, a, a good amount of the devices, right? I mean, think about it. This, this, this is what, this is why that, you know, a lot of people who back Apple have a lot of ground to stand on when they want to have these, these OS debates and wars, right? Because Apple will continuously update devices as far back right now, currently as to the iPhone 6S, right? 
as far back as that. We're on the iPhone 11, and we're about to see the iPhone 12 later this year. And the iPhone 6S is still getting support. It's still getting updates, right? Well, we don't see that with other OEMs. I know, you know, Google and the Pixel, they're trying to, they're trying to imitate that, that same strategy, obviously, because, it, you know, it's, it's, not, it's, it's a no-brainer. Um, you want to keep your backlog of devices that people are still currently on because not everybody, up, you know, upgrades all the time. And they, uh, so, I mean, at least, you know, three years of support for a Pixel device, okay, you know, I'll take it. I would love if they would just continue to, to support it until they can't anymore. But that's wishful thinking. Um, but companies like Samsung, companies like LG, companies like Motorola, um, they're they're not really good at it. They 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 don't they don't go that down that same path as far as keeping their backlog of devices up to date. I think the only other company that is not Google but is not following the same path as Samsung would be OnePlus as one like the OnePlus 5T just got updated to Android 10. So OnePlus is kind of keeping uh, its backlog of devices up to date. It may not do it as quickly as Apple does it with their iPhones, but they are at least doing it. And I have to give OnePlus a big shout out for that. Um, we need to kind of like look at this thing in a different aspect. And I know that even if I can say this, even if I can sit in the boardroom of Samsung and say this, they're not going to change their their method to their madness because they're only looking at dollar signs. Their thing is is um, and, and and it's an aggressive approach to the market. If they can force you to upgrade to a newer phone, they will. They will, and they will not hesitate. And they don't care how much you love your your Note 10 or your your Note 9. Um, they don't care. I mean, you can have a Note 7. Of course, you really shouldn't, and you shouldn't be turning it on. Uh, but, yeah, even if you had the Note 5, even if you had the, the, the Galaxy S5, um, they don't care how much you love that device. You can stand there in, in the boardroom of the, of the Samsung uh, board members and tell them, like, you know, you're such an avid follower of, of Samsung that you call yourself a Samsung Knight, and you really love your Galaxy S5, they're not going to go and put out a current update for the Galaxy S5. They're just not. Their whole thing from there, if you were to kind of preach that to them on how much you love the Galaxy S5, then they're going to tell you, well, if you love the Galaxy S5, you're really going to love the Galaxy S20 Ultra. And they're going to sell you on that and have you spend buku of dollars, hundreds of dollars, to buy this Galaxy S20 Instead of just saying, hey, maybe we should update our backlog of devices that we currently see are still circulating in the market today. I mean, it's one thing if they're like, okay, statistically, no one's using a Galaxy S5 anymore, so we can stop support for that. I totally get that. But uh, if if there's still people out there with Galaxy S9s, um, there's people out there with you know, the Galaxy S7, the Galaxy S8, then you should still continue to try and give updates to those devices and not when you feel like it at a timely matter. If you put out, say, a June security patch for the Galaxy S20s, then you should have that same security patch available for Galaxy S7s in the same time. Put them all out. Like I said, dedicate a specific team that all their job to do is to make sure that the security patch will bond 
with the older devices without causing any issues or you know any reputable damage this can be done they can allocate funding to that hire a team to do it or bring specific key players within the company to create such a team they could do this this is a problem that android is plagued with and kind of one of the reasons why like well yes well android is open source and a lot of us appraise android for being open source because people like me and people like you if you're one of them can just build your own version of android you you, you can develop yourself it's open source you won't get sued at the same time, it becomes hard because with this open source means that anyone that takes the, the source codes for Android, anyone that takes it and builds their own rendition of Android can do what they want and when they want. And there's like there, there's nothing that, that Google can say, well, you have to have this, this, and this on your smartphone or you get no access to the Play Store. Like They can't strong arm these companies to go and force older devices to get the latest security patches that fix vulnerabilities such as Strandhog 2.2.0. They just can't they can't do that. You know that that would be negating their whole thing of of the open source project. So we're stuck between a rock and a hard place. You know, some people will feel like well, you know, Fuchsia is going to fix all these problems because Fuchsia is not going to be open source. Fuchsia is going to be Google's downpacked actual mobile OS that runs on IOTs. But then there's also this big thing of that Fuchsia is just going to be for IOTs and not really for smartphones and where Android OS will always remain on the smartphone side of things and competitor to iOS. If that is the case, then we are at the mercy of the open source kind of like stabbing us at the same time while you know giving us a nice massage to make us feel good it's a it's such a weird concept to it because there's good and there's bad there's always going to be good and bad yin and yang okay the chinese proverb to that you know there's always going to be good and bad one cannot exist without the other in this situation and you know while people will say well apple is the most secure thing in the world i mean yes they, they they emphasize on security but let's get real now okay like icloud accounts get hacked a lot and I mean a lot, you know, so you got some pretty like, you know, um, maestros out there that's, that's actually able to do this. Okay, so it's not that super secure, but it is secure. Don't get me wrong. Okay, it is secure. No, no, like, you know, in the basement type Game Boy hacker is going to be able to go and bust through. Um, somebody's iCloud and just hijack a bunch of things or whatever. And as far as applications go, um, Apple pretty much has their app store pretty much on lockdown. And so, yeah, for the, for, for the whole thing of malware being attached to a specific application or whatever, it's, you know, it, it's pretty non-existent in the app store. Now we, we hear this a lot about the play store, but the play store is really not where it's impacted for those people who don't know. Um, it comes from, from like third-party sources. So if you download an APK file and sideload it onto your Android device, that could actually have malware attached to it. That's how things get in into your Android device is just by going after things like you want a free version of a specific game or a specific application and you find it's a cracked version for it online, download APK and install, sideload it basically, and that thing can have a bunch of malware and bugs attached to it. That's how phones get infected. Um, so usually it's at, it's at the user's... Uh, expense on how they get this stuff done but nonetheless um really oems out there just really gotta just really gotta focus on this they just really gotta you know um think is the money that much more important when you're already a multi-billion dollar company or a multi-million dollar company does the money outweigh your due your due responsibility to your consumers and keep 
at least the devices that are known to be circulating out there in the market up to date. And so that's my rant for today, guys, right here on the Alejandro Daily. Uh, thanks for taking the time to listen. If you listen to this on YouTube, uh, smash that like button. Uh, that really helps out. Uh, if it's on your favorite podcast source, um, I hope that you do follow. And uh, so you guys will never miss an episode. Um, but that's it for right now, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah, happy hump day, by the way. And uh, also, guys, real quick, if you have not checked out Technoid's channel, I Definitely recommend his channel. And I'm going to be pushing for his channel to make it out there for everyone to find. As it's some very solid videos uh, from, from a no BS standpoint. And you can tell. Just I, I, I challenge you guys. Go to his channel. Watch one of his videos. And you will see. You can just tell just by looking at his videos. How much work he puts into his videos. And I honestly feel like that amongst all the, all the noise out there in the tech community space. Um, this is one that you need to zero in on and he deserves your guys' uh, support. So please head over to his channel, check out his videos, um, smash like buttons on his videos, subscribe, hit the bell notification on his videos. That would be so dope and uh, never miss an episode. But anyways, guys, I'm going to jam out of here and you should too. Thanks for peeping the podcast or listening to the podcast. And I will talk to you on the next one. And as always, guys, aloha.